Are you ready? Starting now? (laughs) (laughs) Now you just messed it up, you knob. God, you know that the shit that we go through for this, huh? I know. (laughs) Fuckers fuckers better appreciate it. (laughs) Right. Popular with the ladies. When's this motherfucker going to shut up? Yeah, really, this is this is fucking explicit now. <laughs> ah, the explicit button. Let me use my finger. <sighs> la, 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 la. It is time for another episode of Sober, Not Mature. And that episode starts now. All right, everyone, welcome once again to a brand new episode of Sober Not Mature. And uh, guess, (laughs) uh, hi there to you too. And I was just going to say, guess what? Um, As always, we had some connection issues. So uh, we're going to, we're going to, yeah, even, even your, yeah, you're cutting out a little bit. And I'm guessing it's probably on, it might be on my end. So, um, Mm. Yeah, I'll you know what I'll try to I'll try to talk and then shut up real quick because then uh, then if you talk then you know we're not talking over each other we're going to be crystal clear. <laughs> All right then. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so anyhow, um, I guess a quick note on that we're we're trying to um, look at some other solutions and we've got a couple of challenges. Well, besides the two challenges that are talking to you. <laughs> Hi there. Um, Hi there. So, yeah, those are our first two challenges. It's just Mike and I, but um, there are a couple of different things we're dealing with is connections on both ends. And whether it be the Wi-Fi or I've got weird signals here and I got an interruption in my Wi-Fi, it's a long story. There's other solutions out there that we can use, but basically we have to a duct tape and fishing wire right now because of the certain connection issues. We're trying to use just our phones, not our computers. And yeah, it's all that other mess. But we actually care enough to try to look into this stuff. It was kind of funny. All the talk that we do about uh, not caring about this stuff, it reminded me, um, the only difference is I want to do this where I didn't want to get sober. <laughs> but but it, it reminded me of when uh, I was thinking about that today with all this, you know, when just when we were doing this, I'm like, God damn. I'm like, when I didn't want to get sober, but I stuck around long enough. And, you know, basically it's like now I cared and I wanted to make it right which is kind of this, you know, we were like, eh, whatever happens, happens. But now, you know, both just like last week when we were trying to record, we're both kind of beside ourselves Mm -hmm. trying to figure out what the deal was. But uh, yeah. So just so everyone knows, it makes you feel any better. I still don't give a shit. (laughs) All right. So yeah, Mike doesn't give a shit. I care a little bit. So there we are. (laughs) All right. So you ready for our normal stats? I am ready. All right. So Instagram. So we hit uh, earlier this week, which uh, I look back, it was Tuesday. I think we hit 500 followers. So we are now at 575 followers. Really? On Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of uh, impressed with that. It's yeah, it's popped up by like 70. I think by the time I posted it on Tuesday, it was like 505 or 503 or something like that. So yeah, 70 some this week. Um, also, the number of plays with our episodes right now, we hit, of course, 300 last week. It's at 364 now. So we've had um, 64 uh, individual plays so far this just this week, which is pretty cool. Um, top episode still, episode number four. That's got 47 plays. Um, episode nine, just the one from last week, is 33 already. And then episode eight, obviously, the one right before that is 44. So those are the the, the latest, uh, well, the last two. And then episode four seems to, you know, still be our, our big winner. Um, but I do have a little bit of sad news for you. What's that? Our demographics, they changed. Oh, no. <laughs> so here's the thing. So um, we, we welcome everyone we welcome all of our new listeners and all, all the new people that are coming in um 28 mm-hmm. now are men so it dropped the women down to 63 percent. is there anything anything fun we can have with a 63 no <laughs> okay okay that that's what i thought but oh so here's a here's a new rule dudes keep coming you know we want we want you we want you to listen in you know obviously uh they maybe that's where we picked up you know more of the more of the dudes this week but 
so here's a rule. If uh, gentlemen, if you're going to listen, you got to bring along two of your female friends right. <laughs> and ladies, if you're going to listen, bring along at least one, but we get the numbers back up, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. So um, our main demographic still age wise, 45 to 59, which is about 49%. The 35 to 44 um, age group is 28% and 28 to 34 are now up to 18%. And um, somehow, some way, we've got 1% of the 23 to 27 range. So uh, uh-huh. just some interesting stuff in there. And I noticed uh, like areas, um, basically U.S. majority listeners, uh, I think 5%, sure. something like that, maybe 5% from U.K. Uh, mm. In the different areas, I saw Argentina, I saw Germany, I saw a few other areas like that. So, um, yeah, just <clears throat> bits and pieces of people all over the place, which, uh, which again, I, I just – all this is fun. I mean, it's uh, – I, I keep an eye on these analytics and all these little statistics, and it just uh, – again, it's fun for me. Uh, but the, the website, too, uh, once again, not a lot of traffic. It doesn't seem on the website, which, again, is fine. We're going we're gonna to keep the website. We've got everything set up there for a year. We want to use that and continue to use that going forward, maybe for some other things. But uh, one way or the other, people are listening, which is – uh, that's the uh, that's the main goal and the main point. So um, mm-hmm. obviously a lot of fun there. So <clears throat> one other thing I want to mention, and and I I posted it up on Instagram the other day. Obviously we're still uh, looking to if people if people are interested, we still have the sponsor page. Feel free uh, message us. We'll do uh, whether you want to do a little write up. We can read it on the podcast. We'll add it to our sponsor page. Uh, we still have the Keating Center up there, which is the sober living facility that Mike and I went through, mm-hmm. and. I, out to the other individual that we have up there, which is, uh, once again, Alcohol Free Mom, which is uh, T-H-E-A-F uh, mom.com. And I just checked with her to see if, uh, you know, she's seen any increase and um, <clears throat> she's struggling a little bit with, you know, with trying to grow her thing. So um, visit her website, go visit her, uh, her chat space. And once again, it's T-H-E-A-F-M-O-M.com. That'll get you to all her stuff, and uh, she is still listed on our sponsor page, and we're we're going to keep her there. So, um, cool. anyone else, anyone else that's interested um, in in doing that, once again, just a collaboration. We're looking at growing all these things together, and uh, we're we're more than happy to promote you if you're willing to promote us. Basically, that's uh, what we're looking at. So, yeah, that's the the little stats and little tricks and all that stuff. But um, I have some notes on things that at least some ideas a couple of suggestions that came in from people over the week but anything particular on your mind before i like point out some of these things or or how you look at uh i'm looking good uh i will say i i didn't get to share this with you when we uh if you listen to last week's episode we went down to dr bob's house and um our guide um somebody had posted something about dr bob's and and i posted a picture the picture of me on dr bob's toilet um, and, uh, just say, Hey, I was there yesterday too. And our guide, uh, saw that and, uh, wrote a nice little comment to me and now we're pals on face space. Oh, that's awesome, man. That, and that guy was fun too. I mean, obviously, like yeah. you said, I mean, not only spent a lot of time with us, but was, uh, was a nice guy and, you know, obviously one of us, you know, so mm-hmm. that that's awesome. And what yeah. a, what a small world. So you, he just ended up seeing your comment based on somebody else saying that they were at Dr. Bob's. Yep, that was it. Yeah, and then he sent me a friend request, and uh, I told him to uh, told him to listen to the episode because we talked about him a little bit. <laughs> and said uh, said nothing. Well, God, now he's going to hear what I said about him. Oh, God, <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why I did it. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, you know what? He's he's not going to be the first person I probably pissed off. Maybe not even today. I might have pissed off somebody else today too. But right. Um, yeah. So okay. Well, no, that's cool though. I, you know, for a minute there, I felt a little bit of shame and regret, and it's gone. It's gone now, so I'm cool. Yeah. Well, no, it, but you know, it, it, you ended up saying that you know you got a little information, and it was all good. It was just you. It was your not. It was you, not him. Right, but I, I did call him a motherfucker though. Once this, well, yeah. Once this... I'm sure that's not the first time that's happened either. <laughs> I I know it's not. It wouldn't have been the first time for me that much. I know too. So. Absolutely. All right. Well, that, no, that's cool. That's uh, that's awesome because I mean, anything like that. It's uh, I mean, obviously a, a small world in general, but that's what the, the again the cool thing about this is that I mean all these different things. Especially I think back to you know the pandemic and and I wrote about this in um, 
think I wrote about this in, on our on our website or on the webpage in the little ramblings thing, is that mm-hmm. you know when when the pandemic and stuff started, it was I mean everyone had everyone in the world you know had to adjust, but I just I think it was so cool how well the recovery community adapted to that, you know? And if you, Mm -hmm. if you think about it, not just the zoom meetings, but there was, I think there was three, if not four uh, sober Facebook pages that, that I joined. And I think you were, you joined. Yeah. Yeah. You hit me with one and I'm like, Oh, join this one. And then that one, you know, so just all of this, uh, all this stuff with, you know, the ability to continue um, what we're doing, you know, through, uh, obviously, social media and technology, it just, uh, it, it's cool. And I, I tell you, I, I think I said it before, but man, anyone who <laughs> who has a sobriety date from like March of 2020 through certainly right. through the rest of I mean, when that's their, their sobriety date, oh my gosh, I give you all the credit in the world because, uh, man, I know when, when I came in, I needed, I lived by that fellowship. I, I really, really did, you mm-hmm. know, so to be able to, um, you know, to, to catch on to this thing and hang on to it and stay sober through that. And this, you talk about badass. That's, those are some badass people in my mind. So. Yes, they are. But, you know, it made me think about the, the fill when I just mentioned fellowship too, I pulled out my, uh, my big book before the, the one that Mike got me with the nice little cover on it. Cause I remembered that I had some, some notes in there, almost like bookmarks in my big book. Uh, mm-hmm. so maybe if we're, a little bit later in uh, as we're talking here i'll go through and i, I read through some of the things they are kind of cool you know they mentioned um the absolutes are mentioned in there but also you know some other things about notes that i made for you know for groups but it made me think too because i've got my name written in the front of that book do you remember and i don't know if i don't know if you and i were even talking at that point i couldn't you know i mean i i, I told the story about me not being able to walk i couldn't write either right right whatever was going on, I, I couldn't physically, I couldn't print, I couldn't write. And um, I kept practicing my name on a notepad because I wanted to put my name and my sobriety date in my big book and also in my 24 hour book. And I look at it now and I mean, the my printing in there looks decent enough, but uh, mm-hmm. some of the dates on there are like May, what well, the date of my notes are like May 3rd, May 4th. And it was at least a couple of weeks until I could write legibly. So right. that may have been, I mean, these notes in here might've been, you know, that two weeks or whatever until I could actually write. So mm. just uh, weird stuff. They were talking about the podcast I listened to. They were talking about detox and, and that sort of thing, which also made me think about that on the way home. But that's why that's why I grabbed my big book. But yeah. um, so, you know, a couple of things I thought about. We, we did have a couple of suggestions, but do you want to uh, – and we've been talking about it. We mentioned the four absolutes uh, quite a few times, I think, in a, in a couple of different episodes. Mm-hmm. Do you want to go – and, and I'll let you do it. I mean, you've had, I mean, I've had experience with it, but explain what the absolutes are, how they were presented to us. And I, I don't know, maybe even what they still mean to you. I know they still mean a lot to me, but um, right. let's get into a little discussion about that. Cause there's, I'm sure there's a lot of people that don't even know what they are, let alone use them. Right. 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 Well, um, as we were reminded last week, uh, the absolutes come from the Oxford group which was a, uh, a Christian fellowship that uh, Dr. Bob's wife dragged him to. Um, the, the absolutes are, there's four of them. It's uh, unselfishness, honesty, purity, and love. And um, the way they were presented to us was we need to, in everything we're doing, we need to run what we're doing through the absolutes. Is it honest? Is it, honest? Is it pure? Pure. Is it unselfish and is it loving? And um, wow, I'm getting a big echo again. (laughs) Are you really? I mean, I don't, I don't hear it on my end. So maybe, maybe it'll come up on the recording. Maybe not. Right. Anyway. So uh, yeah, the absolutes. Um, We run through that and, and everything we do, you know, is it honest? Is it pure? Is it loving? Is it unselfish? Um, I still do that. You know, I, I, uh, the absolutes are an important part. Um, it's, it, it is a very Cleveland centric thing. Um, there's a pamphlet. Uh, if you write to the Cleveland central office of Alcoholics Anonymous, you can get that pamphlet. I don't know. I think it costs, uh, under a buck if I remember correctly. Um, and it's a whole thing. Um, 
the 12 and 12, uh, which is the 12 traditions and 12 steps, the book that Wilson wrote after he wrote the big book. Um, quite often there are groups that are study the 12 and 12. And uh, the 12 and 12 that I went to for years um, was 12, 12 and four. We did the 12 steps, then we did the 12 traditions, then we did the four absolutes. And then when we finished that, we'd start over again. And I did that every Saturday pretty much for about six years. And um, I learned a lot. I learned a lot. Um, I don't go anymore because I barely go to meetings anymore. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, um, the absolutes are a big part of my program. Honesty, unselfishness, purity, and love. Yeah. And, you know, I remember that, that meeting too. And that's one, uh, that was a Saturday meeting. I remember you and I, yeah. I know you went there more than I did, but then you and I right. started going on Saturday. Was it a Saturday? What time was it then? It was a uh, Saturday afternoon. I think it was like four o'clock. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Cause it was still, cause I know that I used to go to Stella on Saturday night. Um, also so for a while. <laughs> well, and, and you know, why I went there. That's when my dad got sober, right. you know? So that right. was, uh, that was, you know, kind of close to my, close to my heart and stuff. But, um, yeah, I remember that meeting. It was great. I forgot about the, that it was a four, you know, the 12, 12 and four, but it was great. Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. a, just a big, big, you know, other meetings do a, a rotation of the steps, but, but yeah, to do, to do that whole mix in there, it was great. And we would mm-hmm. sit down sometimes. I remember and we're like, damn it, we haven't been in like however long it had been. We're back on like the same step. And we're like, where are the absolutes coming up, man? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, well, if you show up every week, right? <laughs> right. right. Um, but yeah, you know, and it, here's the funny part. The other thing I thought about with the with the absolutes and it was I don't think we could have been more than, again, back 30 days sober. So it was really new. Maybe mm-hmm. it was even a couple of weeks, but I was down at uh, at mom's and Kathy was there. And I remember her and I standing outside in, in mom's driveway. And of course, I mean, she knew how, you know, just pissy I was uh, <laughs> you know, going in there. And yeah, I mean, imagine that. Right. But she, right. so she knew how pissy I was. But we started going to these, the, obviously, the groups and everything like that. And we had gotten this introduction already to the absolutes. And that's that's one of the notes that's written in my big book, too, is it, I've got it written down. Um, and Tom, the I've got it written. Uh, Tom, the remember the judge, Tom. Sure. I will yeah. say is yeah. So yeah. it was his meeting. I think it was his meeting because that's I had his name on there. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I, the only way I could remember it, now I'm a, um, I'm an abbreviation, you know, type of person. So I just said Hubble in my mind, which is honesty, unselfishness, purity, and love. <laughs> And, and my sister, she's just like, I'm, I'm like, yeah, we learned about this. And, and I'm like, uh, I'm like, wait a second. I said, it's Hubble. And I had to say, and she's like, wait, what? So, so every once in a while, uh, over the years, I brought that up and she's like, oh yeah, that's the Hubble thing. Right. And I'm like, yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> but the funny part was, is that, um, <clears throat> I'm talking about these things and she's like, she's like, so just a week ago, she's like, whatever it was, like I was mad or I was angry. And she's mm-hmm. like, you kind of seem like you're into this a little bit. I'm like, I don't even know what my answer was. But um, <clears throat> it, if nothing else, it, it intrigued me. And the other thing right. that, I, that I think is important is, and I think the gentleman at the Dr. Bob's house said it, is that a lot of times with the newer guys, and I remember us being told this, they're like, you know, if all these 12 steps things and all these other things are too much, just focus on these. And I think that was a thing for a while in the way, way back, you know, where they would just run, they would just have guys, you know, for the first, however long, just focus on, on the absolutes. And really, if, if you think about it, and I don't mean you, but I mean, if uh, the, the folks listening, if you think about that from that standpoint, like Mike said, run everything through there, whatever you're going to do, and it doesn't matter, test it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you could easily say, am I, I mean, you may stop at honesty, (laughs) right? I, oh, I, I can stop. <laughs> yeah, I, I could easily stop it on honesty and like, damn it, you know, but, you know, is it unselfish? Now I'm doing it for my own purpose. And then, you know, mm-hmm. the, the other the other things in there, and if, if you can run it through there and like the, the gentleman at, the, at Dr. Bob's house said, he's like, usually you can figure out if you're making a good decision or not. Right. You know, so and it is it's if all else fails, run it through there. And if, if you don't force it through, you know, and if you're honest mm-hmm. with yourself, you're, you're probably going to be making at least a relatively good decision, you know, if, right. if nothing else. Yeah. So, right. but, right. 
but yeah, it was funny when, uh, when I moved back here and I, I thought about that too. And I wanted to talk a little bit about when I first moved back here, but, uh, when I, when I did move back here, um, I think, I know you would ask me, or I brought it up at a meeting and, and I know, I know you and I talked about it, but, um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> the people in Wisconsin had no idea what the absolutes right. were. Right. None. Mm-hmm. Nobody had ever heard about it. You know, nobody. Right. So, um, and it was one of those things. So when to kind of step back and we were talking about it in the last episode, when, when I moved back to Wisconsin and then Mike stayed in the house and then he got the other house and then, you know, bought his house that he's in now. But when I moved back here, um, I ended up taking a job and I was three years and four months sober. I think when, yeah, three years and four months or three months when, when I moved back here, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> And I had a had a decent foundation, but our sponsor told us and everyone else is like, you know, get to a meeting right away, find meetings, do this, do that, don't get out of your right. routine. And I'm like, okay. So and I and I did. Um, I my son was in Ohio at that that time for a vacation that week. I drove back. I uh, was staying with my um, stepsister and her husband and family because the place that I was moving into wasn't available for like two weeks. So um, I just packed up the shit in my car and I went because I had you know stuff in storage. Mm-hmm. Still here from <laughs> when my when my rental house was emptied out when I was taken to detox. That's a whole right. other story. Uh-huh. But but in the way that I found that apartment, do you remember how I ended up getting that apartment? Not a clue. Okay, so when uh, I came up, like uh, I interviewed for this job, they wanted me to start. I literally it was like within thirty days of my interview, I, I started, so it was quick. And right. It's like as soon as I got offered the job, um, I made a trip up to Wisconsin. I did a did a just a short trip, but a, you know, relatively. I think I took a half day on Friday in this, you know, this back and forth whirlwind trip. And my son and I drove up to um, a town outside of Madison because I had looked it up and we looked at an apartment. So they hadn't told me anything about any restrictions, what credit scores or anything like that. And at that time, I hadn't used any credit in years. You know, right. but I had just bought a car. I just bought this car. So I was building my credit back, but based on what my credit score was, there was a criteria, which they didn't tell me. So I drove all the way to Wisconsin. We go and look at this apartment. It's not really probably a little bit out of my price range, but I'm like, it's close and this and that. So I get back to Ohio and I find out that they're like, yeah, you don't qualify. I'm like, what do you mean? I don't qualify. (laughs) I'm like, dude, man, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta move. I gotta be there in like literally like two weeks, you know? Right. Right. That's right. That story sounds familiar from when we got kicked it out of us. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that's it's really it's it is what happened. But then I had this thought. I'm like, as other people had told me this about calling the central office, you know, for meetings. But I'm like, God, I wonder. So I call the central office in in Madison, uh, which is where I was moving to, and I'm just like, Hey, here's here's my deal. And this that give her all the details, give her the credit score, give her all this different stuff. I'm like, This is what I got to do. She's like, You know what? She goes, I know. Um, she goes, one of the people in the program, she said, is a really good friend of mine. And she's mm-hmm. um, she's one of the representatives at a management company. She goes, I'll put you in touch with her. I'm like, really? <laughs> so, <laughs> so she contacts her. I call this lady so she knows my whole deal. And she sends me this list of, I think it was four different places. And she said, mm-hmm. as long as you don't have an eviction or any judgments against you, which I did not, um, she mm-hmm. goes, you got your pick, pick up whatever one you want. So that's how I got my apartment because of not only because I'm sober, but literally because of central office. AA is the reason I got my apartment, which is well staggering. Now, right. the funny part now, is you reached out, though. You didn't keep right. your problem to yourself. You reached out and asked for help. Yeah. And I, yeah. that's what we were told, right? Right. Oh, yeah. That's not, I just wanted to point that out. <laughs> no, I know. I was being sarcastic. Sorry about that. I know. But no, oh. you're really. <laughs> but but yeah, that's and that is that's what we were taught. But I'm I mean, just the same thing. Like when we well, you and I got our place, I mean, I'm freaking out. But here's the here's the, the other funny part that the place I ended up moving into, I only stayed there a year because mm-hmm. not only were the other people smoking weed like I mean, they were smoking some fucking weed in this <laughs> building. It was a four family. So, I mean, the, the whole place smelled like weed all the time. Then they started dealing. So I got, and again, I got this apartment <laughs> through the hands of AA, and right? I'm gonna, like in a fucking drug house, you know, but anyhow. Um, but so when I first got back, so I'm staying with my stepsister and her family and 
I get in probably on a Thursday. Maybe it was a Friday. I don't even know. I think it was a Friday. Um, so that that day, I went in. I grabbed a pizza. I remember going right to Little Caesars, and I grabbed a pizza. Went back uh-huh. to their house. They had me all set up. Next morning, um, I hit the road, and I go to Madison. I do some sightseeing. I go figure out where the office is, and I start looking for meetings. And I went to a meeting that afternoon. I went to a meeting that night. So two on Saturday. This is my first day in town. Sunday, I went to the same meeting I went to Saturday. And I continued to go to that meeting the entire time I was in Madison. Right. And I, every single day after work, I'd go to that meeting. Now, there was one little glitch. I started traveling because I was in the training department. But when I traveled, I found meetings where I traveled. And I'd go to meetings then. Now, going to the Friday meeting got to be a little difficult because I was usually traveling back from someplace. But then Saturday and Sunday, I'd go to a meeting. So I was, I was going to more meetings then at three years and three months sober than I'd gone to in the previous probably two years, you know, but it was different, different place. I wasn't really uncomfortable, but I guess I was because I remember that was the first place that I had on my own when I was sober. Right. And I'm what feels like a million miles away from, from you guys, you know, all my, Mm -hmm. all my support folks Um, in Madison, I had nobody to be accountable for except for me. You know, right. so um, and then I start traveling and there's fucking mini bars. <laughs> you remember me telling you about that? The, oh, yeah. I go to, uh, first hotel I go to night, this nice hotel. And I walk in checking in and the guy's like, here's your key. And here's for the for the fridge. And I'm like, you can keep that one. And uh, and he's like, oh, don't want to tempt yourself. I'm like, no, I just don't need it. Right. So I'm like, I'm like, cool. And I'm, I'm walking all proud up to my room. I walk in the door and I bought some soda. I open up the fridge and it's full of fucking beer and wine. Right. <laughs> the, the key was for the hard liquor. Mm. There's still a fridge full of beer and wine. I'm like, whatever, man. I just shoved my soda in there. But for a week that I, well, four days that I was in there, <clears throat> I had a fridge full of booze. Right. And it made me, you know, it, it did. It made me mildly uncomfortable, but obviously I didn't drink it. You know, mm-hmm. so I had to, you know, deal with that traveling sort of thing right away. But the, my point with that is that I I went to, I just dug myself into meetings again. And it reminded me too, when I went down to Florida, and that was six years ago now, maybe mm-hmm. five. Right. I went down to, you know, Florida to with my cousins. I was helping them out. I was down there for three weeks. And again, at that point, I was going to one, maybe two meetings a week here. Mm-hmm. When I was in Florida, I was there for 21 days. There was only three days that I didn't go to a meeting. The first night that I was there, one other night when Kathy came down for the weekend, and one other night might have been the day I left. Every other right. every other day, I went to meetings. Now, my cousins know my deal, very supportive. And mm-hmm. I honestly, I never saw them drink the entire time I was there. They had a separate part, like a, a guest house that I could stay in or a, like a little apartment thing. Um, but if they drank, they, they didn't make a big deal out of it. But, but the same thing, I was in a different place. And I just, I went back. It's like, go back to this, go back to my yeah. roots, you know, go back to the basics. basics. Yep. Yeah. And, and that's, that's exactly what it was, but it just, it, I am, there's some, we, we, we talk about all these stories and all these things we went through and, and I, I bitched so much and I can still bitch about a lot of things to the, to this day, but man, I mean, it's just the, all the things that, um, <clears throat> that we were lucky enough to be presented with the, the people and the things and the way that we were taught. I mean, all of it's just, it's like breathing. You know, I don't think about it anymore. It just, that's right. what I do. And I know, I know you're the same way, you know I mean? It's mm-hmm. what it is. It's what, it's what we do. So, uh, man, debt, again, debt of gratitude to, to the Keating center. Um, I can't say enough about them. I know Mike, Mike is the same way. I mean, we're, you know, we're both kind of preaching to the choir between the two of us with that. Right. But, um, and that's the other thing too. I've had a couple of different sober living facilities connect with me and I reached out to a couple of them. I'm like, those are the ones too. I, if we can, I'd love to support. And I don't care where these places are. I'd love to, right. to be able to, you know, support and have those places on our, on our sponsor page, just because I think it'd be, um, I, I don't know. I love supporting them because I, I know what it did for us and I know what it could do for other people. So, mm-hmm. but um, so one other thing too, that they came up and this was a suggestion that came in just uh, this guy sent me a message on it. Um, he was talking about um, boundaries, you know, how we deal with um, <clears throat> setting boundaries and learning to say no and not necessarily always be a, a people pleaser. Do right. you have thoughts on thoughts on either one of those? And like how maybe how you are now versus how you were? Because I'm 
I'm far different on that now than I was when we first got sober. But do you have thoughts on that? Um, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, yeah, well, people pleasing, I mean, in early recovery, you better try to please the people that you're around. You know, hopefully you're around people that are sober and trying to help you become sober. Um, yeah, I definitely wanted to please those people. I wanted to show them I was serious. Um, but dad, so much now, not, not, not too much. No. Um, yeah, I don't care. You know, I, I, <laughs> I have a way of life that works for me and, um, I, I don't really give a shit one way or another what anyone thinks of it. I really don't, you know, um, you know, the, the, uh, for decades, you know, my rock and roll lifestyle and you got to be cool and you got to, you know, project a certain thing. I, I'm me now, you know, I have found me by working in this program, by working the steps and um, I'm comfortable with me and I don't care who, who, what anyone thinks about me today. <laughs> I really don't I really don't. I'm, I'm, Again, I'm comfortable. I have that peace and that serenity that they promised me. And, um, you know, what someone thinks of me, I would hope that someone would look at the way I live and the way I conduct myself and go, hey, that's that's he's living the right way, you know, 90 percent of the time. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, that that would that would be nice. But again, that doesn't matter either because I know I'm doing the next right thing. I'm being a good boy. And that's all that matters to me. Well and, well, and you know, with the, with the boundaries thing like that, I, and especially the people pleasing, I can still be as much shit as I talk sometimes. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I can still be a people pleaser depending on the individual, you know, like when it comes to, um, I mean, maybe they know it, maybe they don't, but I mean, especially my, my son's mom, I would do anything for her. I would sure seriously, I, I would. You know, because I think that, well, I enjoy her as a person, but I, I also think that I owe her. Same thing with my kids. Right. You know, but but I think most people would with their kids, but maybe we feel more if we're if we're still feeling a little bit of that, you know, that guilt and that sort of thing that we mm-hmm. that we get sometimes. You know, but or when it comes to somebody in, you know, if it's a, you know, a significant other or even somebody of the opposite sex that you're <laughs> trying to please. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't mean and I'm I only laugh because I'm not trying to say it that way, but I mean, especially when you get to some, get to know somebody, right. uh, you know, it's a, a lot of that. Nick, Cause I, I want, you know, you want the best for yourself, but you also want the best for the other person, but especially mm-hmm. the, the deeper, the deeper I care about somebody, the more I would do for them. And right. uh, I was telling this, uh, this person that I've been talking to recently, which you, you know who she is and I'm not going right. to out her on here, but um, yeah. I, I had told her, I said that I, cause we, we talked on the phone quite a bit when I was driving out to Ohio and down to Indiana. I mean, and I'm not a phone talker, and I told her that. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, here's the deal. I said, there's there's a few people that I'll always answer the phone for. I said, my kids, hopefully that goes without saying, but my kids always. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the situation right now, I mean, you know, and our mom has got some of the, you know, some health things going on. I'm not going to get into right. that, but I would always answer her call or Kathy's phone call. But Kathy right. knows, and she's not going to get offended by this if, if she listens mm-hmm. that, there was plenty of times that I just let it go to voicemail because right. <laughs> I don't feel like talking to her, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, but again, I, I become better with that. But I told her, I'm like, obviously you, Mike, I mean, I would, I would never ignore your phone call. I'd answer in a heartbeat. And then, you know, I told her, oh, I said, she only because you know me well enough that if I'm calling, it's important. <laughs> Usually, but you've, you've surprised me every once in a while. Like, hey man, <laughs> haven't caught up in a while. Let's talk. And I'm like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, usually you and I will do the same thing. Hey, you know, you're going to be around tonight. I'm going to shoot you a call. We kind of give each other right. a heads up first. Yeah. But, yeah. Right. But then, uh, you know, I told her, I'm like, well, you, you made the list, you know, cause I, I told her that, um, mm. you know, but, but I, I mean, I, I enjoy this individual, but the other thing that, that came up was, I mean, this thing we're doing and she listens to this, which is, which is still kind of funny to me because I, I was joking with her and I told you the same thing. I'm like, think about this. You know, you get, um, I mean, there's nobody else in my life that's ever known so much about me in such a small period of time. I mean, right. we've laid, our, we've laid our lives out here. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
and she still talks to me. So, I mean, that's, that's <laughs> uh, but the, but the whole thing with boundaries, I know right away in the beginning, um, I wouldn't say no to anything or anybody because I felt that I didn't have the, the right to, I felt I owed people. Oh, Marty, I would never say no to. Right. Uh, or, or anything that, you know, if a, if a deer, well, Marty specifically, there's other people that I would say no to in the program, you know, mm-hmm. or, the, or, but Marty, I wouldn't, I've never said no to him. Right. Um, you know, but in the beginning, I felt this, this monstrous obligation and that can get, that can get weird sometimes. It can also be on, it can be unhealthy on any level, but mm-hmm. I mean, it's the beginning because I mean, we're trying to, we're trying to get better and take care of ourselves. And, right. you know, like you said, with the, with the gentleman that wanted to go back and read his big book, Phyllis is like, no, you got to relax, man. Right. So the, the people pleasing is something I need to, I, I still need to be mindful of because it's just, it's kind of the way I'm wired. Um, but to your point too, and I love the way you said that is you don't care, you know, what people think about you. And, and I've gotten to that comfort level probably it's been in the last, I know for a fact, the last handful of years. And sure. I mean, not, I'm not some, you know, workout dude. I don't have a perfect body. I don't give a flying <laughs> fuck how, you know, what people think. I'm like, this is me, you know? Yep. And whenever, whenever I meet people, if it's somebody that I feel is worth my, worth my time, worth for me to tell it, I'll tell them my story. You know, I'm sober right. on this and this. And if people don't want to accept it, okay, fine, whatever. Yeah. Have a nice day. Yeah. Do you, do you remember too? And I think we were talking about this last weekend. I think we were with uh, Michael at the meeting when um, mm-hmm. we used to say that to people, like if we, I don't know, whatever we were doing, we'd like, um, yeah, this, uh, uh, this helps us stay sober. And people were like in the beginning, Oh, okay. No, we understand. And mm-hmm. that was almost, that was almost a weird, like almost, I don't know, like a, like a key to something. I'm like, wait a second. All I got to say is it helps me stay sober and I can do whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> And it, it almost got my head that way because I mean that's when it's like I was like we were like super new, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, I like I can't think that way. I remember saying right. that to Dawn a couple of times with I don't remember what it was, um, but but yeah, then I'm like, oh no, I can't, I can't use, I can't use this stuff for evil, you know. I got to use it for <laughs> right. Yeah, well, you know, we spent our entire lives being manipulators. You know, we're we're our first instinct is to manipulate our sobriety, right. Yeah. Yeah. Use it, use it to our advantage. Right. Mm-hmm. So that reminded me of this too. And I think I've told you this before, but just yet another thing that, um, that, that Dawn said to me that, uh, I'll, I'll never forget. Um, I think it was right after I got my, my first real job, you know, I worked at that factory for however long it was a couple of weeks. Right. Right. And then I got my first real job back in the field of, of business that I'm in. And me and uh, I think me and Tom went someplace, you know, it was like, again, it was like a, like a Friday night. It was warm out and we were just, we were free, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I think I was like, I had to have been like, yeah, four or five months sober at the time. And I had called to talk to my son and she answered the phone and she's like, oh, he's with, he was with his friends or with a, another family member, whatever it was. He wasn't there. Sure. So, uh, so I'm like, oh, I said, I got, you know, I told her I got the job and she's, well, that's good. And I said, yeah, I said, I just, you know just got, I don't know, five months, let's say I have five months sober. And she's like, she's like, Oh, okay. Well talk to me in a year. Right. And in my head, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, well, okay. Uh, she wants me to tell her when I get my year. Right. <laughs> so, so my year comes along and I'm like, Hey, guess what? <laughs> um, I'm a year sober. And she's like, talk to me in two years. And then it yep. clicked. I'm like, fuck. So her whole point, but she said it to me, before just keep doing what you're doing you're fine you don't do what you're doing we're done we're done right. you're done with your son you're you're done mm-hmm. um but but it was funny that uh, the one time and i think it was at the the five-year thing it might have been the margarita <laughs> the margarita day <laughs> <laughs> um but it was uh, i was you know i was at their house and i was my son was sitting there again probably playing on his phone and i'm like hey you know just it's just my anniversary i got five years and i'm kind of like poking him and then she said to him she's like she's like tell your dad congratulations she said five years that's a big deal that mm-hmm. meant so much to me you know right and she's she has said congratulations since she doesn't make a big deal out of it she knows right uh, you know, roughly as it comes up when my anniversary is but um that time just for her to say that i was like damn that was cool you know mm-hmm. uh, but, but yeah she just kept <laughs> talking to me at a year yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't, it wasn't the year. It wasn't two years. It was, you know, don't fucking tell me, show me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I, 
I didn't understand that until then. <laughs> that's, that's why I can laugh about it so much now. And that's what we were talking about that one episode. You know, we, there's got to be, and I, and I, now it doesn't bother me, but like I said, it did. But um, I'm, mm. I'm happy that people, that people would still look and say, okay, and they realize that we're not done yet. You know, that, right. Um, and, and I've said it before, and uh, whenever it was brought up to me at one point when, you know, somebody's like, yeah, man, you really got this thing. And it just, it, it freaked me out. Mm. And I'm like, me, hey, don't. And I'm like, I, I've said that since then. I'm like, I don't ever want somebody to say that to me. Don't ever tell me that I got something because then I'm going to get fucking lazy. And mm-hmm. I, I don't, I won't want to, and I won't mean to, but if somebody's like, I got, you know, you got this. I'm like, in my head, I'm like cruise control. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, no, I, I want to keep seeking. I want to keep learning. I want to remain teachable. Right. As mm-hmm. they say. Absolutely. But um, yeah, so yeah, that was the the boundaries thing. There was one other one on here. Um, what about? Um, oh, you know what I we never talked about. We kind of stepped back into like some of the evilness when we were drinking. Did mm. you? And I don't I don't remember. Did you ever get a DUI? No. No, nope, they never <laughs> caught me. Well, and I know that. That's what I was just going to say. You're like, yeah. <laughs> well, and I only got I only got caught once, but um, mm-hmm. that was. Do you know my? Well, fuck it. Even if you know it, why don't I just tell it? Because this was a this was a trip, um, and I think I mentioned it when in one of the other episodes. But so um, I got my DUI in. Oh shit! It's actually coming up May. I'll never forget the <laughs> the, ne- the next year was my divorce date. It was May twenty second of ninety four, oh. and May twenty second of ninety five is when my my first divorce was final. It's just weird, but. Um, my my ex and I, so my daughter's mom and I split up on uh, the first of April. So yeah, April Fool's Day. Um, <clears throat> and I remember, I mean, it was a, it was ex, it's one of those moments. It was a rough day for both of us, but we didn't belong together, and you know, mm-hmm. shit happened and, and all that stuff. But it it didn't get any easier for a long time, and certainly not early like that. And I moved in with a couple of buddies of mine, and um, at that point, I was I was drinking like crazy. When I got my DUI, I know now that I had a. I had a drinking problem. I, I don't know. Maybe I was an alcoholic, but I certainly, no doubt, I had a, I had a drinking problem. That much I know. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I go out, and the company I was working for was a Sunday. They had this uh, softball thing, just a company thing. And it was, you know, keg of beer. It was food. It was in May, so it was actually really nice out. So we were um, playing softball all day, drinking all day. And <clears throat> after all said and done, me, one of the guys I worked with and his girlfriend, they're like, hey, let's go down to the lakefront. I'm all up for it. We stopped and got a two-liter bottle of Coke and a and a big monster bottle of rum. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is after drinking all day. Sure. Um, we sat at the lake, sat at the lakefront, waited for the sun to go down. And I remember trying to walk to my car and I was stumbling. So I'm I'm driving home from downtown Milwaukee and I lived out in Waukesha, which was a ways, and I'm and I'm fading on the highway. And I remember this. And my bright idea is to get off the highway because I'm like, ooh, you know, I should get off the highway. So I get off the highway, and from from that point to where this incident happened was it couldn't have been more than could have been more than a mile. Um, but I I passed out and I ran off the road and hit a four by four sign with my car. <laughs> mm. So it hit it, went back into the into the the roof of the car, ended up it dent, dented the car. I was driving this old eighty one Oldsmobile Delta eighty eight, this big old boat. That's probably the only reason that nothing worse happened to the car. Right. So I pull in. I pull in at that point. It's a it's a uh, where the the electric company out here is their parking lot. I don't even know what time it was, but I'm sitting there. I know how to change a tire, but apparently at that at that point I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Because because I'm trying to change the tire. Not only does a cop show up, but an ambulance shows up. Because clearly somebody saw, you know, that I hit something. Right. And so a couple of things. I'm I'm loaded. That's number one. I've got an open beer in my car because, of course, I was drinking in the car on top of that. You um, got to stay hydrated. <laughs> right. It was hot out. It was. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and on top of that, when I bought this car, I couldn't afford to get it registered. So I just took the plates I had from my old car and put it on there. So I got the wrong plates on the car. Of course. So, <clears throat> all three of these things. This guy does the, you know, does the whole. I, he didn't even try to do a, a field sobriety test. I was, I was, fucking loaded. Right. You know, so my my blood alcohol level is like two point or point two four or something like that. Is crazy. And um, 
you know, so that's how I got my DUI and ended up, uh, you know, going through the whole thing, losing a license, whatever. But to your point, that's the only time I got caught. Right. Um, and I didn't learn my lesson. The only thing that I that mm. I did for a little bit after that is I didn't drink and drive. I still drank. Oh yeah, <laughs> a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and the same thing. The same thing too. I went through these uh, the drunk classes, and you're supposed to not drink during those classes. And yeah. we used to have them on. Right. You're supposed to have it, or we had one like during the week and then one on a, on a Saturday. And I remember mm-hmm. both times, usually um, I'd leave the meeting on, let's say it was a Wednesday night. I'd have to leave work early to go to the meeting. And then after the meeting, I'd stop at the grocery store and buy beer. On Saturdays, I'd stop at the grocery store and buy beer. I never stopped drinking, you know, while I no. was doing that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, funny, the funny thing is back, thinking back now, the, the lady, and these are all, these are all recovery people that are that are doing these classes sure. and the lady that, um, that led our class, you know, after all said and done, obviously she's trying to get all of us to admit that we have a, a problem with alcohol, which I was not, <clears throat> not even close to, to being ready to admit. Um, mm. but she's so she's asking everyone at the end, asking everyone's plan. And I'm like, well, I'm going to do this. I'm not going to do that. And I'm blah, 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 and this, this, this. And she's like, so everybody, Apparently, Bill's going to try to control his drinking. Yeah. <laughs> and, and in my head, I'm like, you fucking whore. Right. How <laughs> dare right. you call me on my shit? Right. But the, the thing of it is, I, I was not even close. That was 1994. I got mm-hmm. sober in 2000, 2010. Right. I wasn't even, I wasn't close to being done. You know, so, uh, but, you know, I think back at it now and I, and I laugh because, because man, she was she was trying to do all the right things, um, but mm-hmm. man, no way you couldn't you couldn't talk to me, you know. So, no, no. of course not. No, because so, we're too damn smart, man. You know, we're gonna figure <laughs> out a way to get around this. Yeah, and right. we tried for years. Yeah, it uh, it didn't it didn't quite work. It didn't quite no. work at all. <laughs> so um, another thing that comes up a lot, and and you and I, I think talked about this briefly last weekend but um, really talk about it completely this comes up a lot and i see it on on instagram and i also see it uh, they talk about on the podcast so non-alcoholic beverages or zero proof or anything like that um Mm -hmm. your opinions or just any thoughts you have on on any of that i mean you you know i've got mine too but just curious right yeah, uh, I mean, you know, uh, again, with everything else, if you can do it, go ahead. Good for you. Um, I, you know, I, uh, I don't know how you could get a whiskey to be non-alcoholic um, uh, or any other, you know, a gin. Um, I, you know, it, yeah, there's non-alcoholic beer. Um, yes, I, I love the taste of beer, uh, but I love the effect more. You know, I, I at the end my my go to drink was vodka and grapefruit juice, and um, I remember very early on, um, Marty at, at the Keating Center um, first within the first month, um, he had put out some grapefruit flavored Kool Aid or something, and I took a sip oh, yeah. of it, and it just it I I couldn't drink it, it was it was too new and too and quite frankly. Um, I don't think I've drink drank uh, grapefruit juice in the last twelve years. You know, <laughs> I, I, I I haven't. You know, I, I, orange juice is is about as close as I can get these days. Um, I just uh, that, there's no point. You know, there's plenty of other things to drink. You know, I drink tea and I drink water and I drink juice and and uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I, I don't see any point in drinking a non-alcoholic beer, you know? Yes. I like the taste. Um, I, I lost the privilege, you know, I, I like to say, um, I, I drank my lifetime supply of alcohol by the time I was about 25 and I didn't get sober until <laughs> I was 43. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, you, you got your, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i mean you know uh, and i like the taste of whiskey too i really did straight i you know bourbon was when i when i had money was what i drank and um i i just don't have any desire to try to replicate that what the hell's the point right yeah well and you know you know what's funny about that and as soon as you mentioned that kool-aid that and i don't know if it was the same 
Kool-Aid, but at the, at the Keating Center for, you know, for, for all you guys out there, what we, what used to happen, and it was kind of, it was actually kind of fun, you know, you get like these weird mixes of it, but I mean, that's what Marty would have. The coffee would go away during the day most of, most of the time, and he would have uh, Kool-Aid out there, and we'd make this big freaking container of it, you know, and and usually what would happen is you put like three, four different packets, different flavors, and then just mm-hmm. some, godly amount of, some godly amount of sugar, and right. everyone's right. Most of the time it was good, but I did the same thing. I, I took a drink of it. And I don't know remember. I don't remember what what alcoholic beverage it reminded me of, but I couldn't drink it. And then yeah. uh, mom one time bought me, and it was on sale because I used to like, uh, and I still do, but I just don't drink it that much anymore. I like root beer, and uh-huh. she bought, um, and it was Barks root beer. So I and W doesn't bother me, and then I've had other types of root beer, but Barks root beer reminded me of. Um, it had that little hint of Captain Morgan or the off-brand of Captain Morgan, whatever that was. Mm. So I can't. I took one drink out of it. Like I can't. I can't drink this. I took it. <laughs> I'll say I took it to the Keating Center. I'm like, send me <laughs> <laughs> To me, to me, it reminds me of booze. But maybe you'll want this, right? Um, but so in you know, and I was thinking of it too from the. I know from an, from an AA standpoint. I mean. If we ever walked into, you know, some of our, like, especially our old home group, you know, down in the basement of that church with a, mm-hmm. with a non-alcoholic beer, we'd probably get our asses kicked. Yeah. Um, I mean, because the, the mindset of, of AA is no alcohol at all. Now, right. again, you and I are of the same opinion. Um, I don't have a problem with it, but, you know, we, we've talked to people that are, you know, in, you know, that are running the same path or have run the same path as us. And if nothing else, I mean, it's like, it's a, I think it could be a dangerous situation for certain people, but like the, mm-hmm. again, the podcast I listened to, she was a, a hard liquor person, never drank beer. So she drinks any beer and she likes mocktails. So that's where they talk about it a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and they do have, and I, I don't get it either, but you know, apparently some of these, and I'm saying quote unquote spirits, you know, you can get the, like the whiskey or the bourbon or things like that. But here's the other thing. So, I've been at plenty of like work events and, and things like that where people, you know, and I've seen sober people, they'll get a glass of like tonic water and they get a lime in and things like that. Sometimes people will do it to make it look like they're drinking. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I've never been, again, whatever people want to do, do that. I don't do it because I don't want to, I don't trust my mind still to this day. If I'm, right. if I'm pretending or if I'm certainly if I'm drinking um, a non-alcoholic or something that reminded me of that. My it's like decaf coffee. I don't get like you said, you don't get the point. I don't get the point either. Non-alcoholic beer. Sooner or later, I'm going to want the real thing because of the effect. If I Mm -hmm. drink decaf, I I, I do like the taste of coffee, but I want to get buzzed up, too, on coffee. You know, and it it, it always reminds me of the the old meme. You know, it's like trying to go find a a hooker who just wants to cuddle. I mean, what's the point? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> you know so um i was just curious because I, I thought you and i were on the same page with that um and the mm-hmm. the the individual that you know again i keep talking about the california one um she's the one that brought up that because i asked her for suggestions to talk about and mm-hmm. she said you know same same thing as you and i are talking about she's like she goes i don't give a shit she's like i can't do it i don't do it right like, same reasons right. and pretty much same mindset as you would uh, mindset as you and i but she's like she goes i don't understand why people get so bent out of shape about it i'm like i don't know i i don't i just don't, yeah. I don't get right. it it's not my deal you know but i don't i'm not going to get mad at somebody if they if they roll up with a with a non-alcoholic beer i don't get it i don't understand yeah. it <laughs> right but good for you yeah it's you know it's it's everything else it real alcohol and, and you know I'm, I'm, i've been around people that smoking pot and stuff and it's like fine yes you can do that you know i'm in social situations i'll be at a party or something and you know it's people hey you want to hit no thanks you know and that's and that's <laughs> it i i just you know i don't need to explain myself just no i i don't want any you know right and, and, and the reason is i can't you know <laughs> Because if I, if I smoke pot, I'm going to get thirsty. That's what it does. It gives you cotton mouth. So then I'm going to have a drink and then I'm going to shoot heroin. So. Right. <laughs> well, and, that, and that's the exact story that I was talking about. When we, were, when we were talking last week about the, the three quarter house, you know, the, mm-hmm. um, the guy was talking, you know, he went out and had a few beers and he ended the day with a, with a needle in his arm. And that, that's what right. we were taught that regardless of what you, you do, you're going to come back to your, again, your drug of choice, whether it be your, you know, whether it's whiskey or whether it's, you know, heroin or cocaine or crack or whatever the deal is, you're going to go back mm-hmm. to that or pill. 
you know, so, um, yeah, I don't, and, and I'm one, and I know you, you will eat foods that are cooked in alcohol. I don't, you know, right. And I, I don't think I'm going to get drunk off of it, but again, it goes back to me. I don't want to get this mindset. I don't want to have the taste, um, because I used to joke about it, but then, you know, it kind of stuck with me. Well, first of all, my, my dad was like that. So I learned that from him back from mm-hmm. when I was younger, when, when he didn't, he didn't have anything like that. Um, but the other thing too, I started thinking about, I'm like, man, if I have, if I can eat a hamburger with, that's made, you know, like a Jack Daniels burger, whatever the, the hell they're right. or this, all this shit, bourbon steaks. Mm-hmm. Like if I, if I can justify having my steak cooked in whiskey, why not have a glass to go along with it? Or if I can have um, like Wisconsin, I haven't made brats since I've been sober and I used mm. to make them with beer and they're really fucking sure. good. Right. You know, and I, right. I know it. Even my, uh, my son-in-law, he's a chef. And when we were talking about going to his restaurant for the first time a handful of years ago, you know, I told him, I'm like, I just, I, I said, you know what, it, what everything's cooked. And I said, a lot of Italians, Italian restaurant. I said, I know a lot of it's cooked with wine and alcohol. He's like, mm-hmm. yeah. He goes, I, he goes, I can pick out stuff or, or I can cook something for you that doesn't have it. But he said, he goes, no disrespect. And I said, I know what you're going to say, but go ahead. And he said, you realize the alcohol is cooked out. And I said, I get it. But then I explained that part. And he's like, oh, he goes, I, I understand. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Kathy's 50th, when we went to that fondue restaurant. Right. Uh, in Chicago. Uh, yeah. Yeah. When the cheese came out and the lady's like, oh, this is our. The white wine. Yeah. White wine. I didn't eat it, you know? Right. And I think you'd pretty much had your face inside of that. um, (laughs) It was delicious. (laughs) I'm sure. sure. But, um, but yeah, then I remember mom saying that to me. She's like, you realize there's white wine. You don't want to eat that. Do you? She said that to me. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, no, I said, I'm good. And I mean, I know you're, I know you're fine with it. And I, again, I didn't look at you like, dude, what the fuck are you doing, man? Right. You know, it just, I, it's it's my mindset, which again, different people have different things. It's mm-hmm. a, and I recognize the fact that it is an unrealistic, maybe even call it paranoia, but I don't care, you know. Right. I, right. You know, so that that's kind of what uh, what I've decided to do, and I'm fine with it. And uh, and seriously, I just I don't I don't know if I trust. Well, and, you know, the last time I was going to say don't trust my mind, but mm-hmm. I was. Dawn Dawn knows my deal too, and there's been a few times we've had birthday parties for. Um, whether it be for my my son or my stepson or whatever it's been get togethers and there's brats and I'm like, are those cooked in beer? And she's like, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, believe me, I'm not going to go hungry. And then right. the uh, last, the last time I forget what it was. I said, is that um, whatever it was? And she's like, okay, that has beer in it. That doesn't. Then I went to grab you know, some salad that she made. Um, and she's like, and I looked at, I'm like, did you put bacon in this? And she's like, Derek's like, she puts bacon in everything now. <laughs> And she's like, but it's good. And I'm like, I'm good. And she's like, oh, God, that's right. You can't eat bacon either. I'm like, eh, I'm mm-hmm. not going to go hot. Right. You know, so it's it's not just that I I, I can't eat bacon because it'll give me monstrous heartburn, you know. But um, there's there's more – I have more isms than just not wanting to eat, you know, food with, with alcohol in it. But Right. So – but, yeah, that was uh, just another thing. And I and I thought that – I pretty much thought I knew your your opinion on that. But mm-hmm. um, it's just an interesting conversation because – it's a it's a big deal now. Oh, and the other thing too, and I don't know if I told you this, but I have not been in a liquor store in years, so I don't know this to be true or untrue. But my mm-hmm. understanding is, is there's there's these whole because there's not just people that are that are sober or in recovery these days. There's right. you know a ton of these right. like like you know the alcohol free mom. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she's sober or living an alcohol free life. I don't know, but there's people that do it just they they want to live alcohol free lives. They're not necessarily sober you know, in that quote unquote word or in recovery. So I right. guess in liquor stores now, there's like, there's like entire aisles dedicated to non-alcoholic choices, which I was mm. like, damn, apparently it's a big business. So when, when this trucking thing and, you know, the collection thing doesn't work out for me, we might right. be able to sell some of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I hear it's big business, but that's a whole right. other conversation. But um, so what else? I mean, we're I, we're slowly approaching an hour here. I didn't realize that we were talking so long. But then mm-hmm. then again, I, I never realized that we're talking so long. And I'm hoping that uh, this recording turned out well. Because I'm going to do the same thing. I don't know. Looking at the time, I'll probably just so you know, um, I'll probably post this in the morning. I just think it gets a little bit better play. Plus, it'll give me time to uh, make sure I get everything set right. But um, anything else on on your mind? I mean, we talked about the absolutes and a lot of other things, but Anything else on your mind? 
No, I'm good, man. It's uh, it's approaching 10 o'clock here in the land of Cleve, and I'm getting pretty damn tired. Okay, cool. Well, oh, just a quick side note. We're going to have to uh, – we may have to figure out something for next week, and we'll figure it out coming up. I'm uh, babysitting okay. at least for a, little, for a little bit next week for, the, uh, uh, for my grandson. So I'll be up in Appleton, and depending on – uh, who knows? Maybe he'll be sleeping and, you know, I can I can talk my garbage while he's sleeping, but uh, we'll see. Or we'll just bring him on. <laughs> yeah, get him, get him crying. I, you know what? Every, from everything, <laughs> that I, everything that I've heard, I haven't seen him in a, in a few weeks, but uh, I mean, he's still pretty chill. So, yeah, he's, he, he's our biggest fan. We'll biggest just invite fan, him so. in, man. Yeah, we'll just, you know, ask him a few questions, see how he feels about some things. And my my understanding is he's still sober, so I think I think we're good. You know? Well, good. <laughs> That's good to hear. He's, he's got he's got about seven weeks now. That, that's right. What I understand. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, good well, for him. Man. We'll have to get him a chip. Yeah, we should. I should get him like a six month chip. That would be that'd be kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, you know what time it is. Then it's uh, time for you to to wing us out of here. All right, man. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of Sober Not Mature. You know, stay sober this week. Be good to other people. Don't hurt anybody. And uh, never forget, fuck off. (laughs) All right, man. I love you, brother. I love you, too. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Bye. As always, thank you for listening to another episode of Sober, Not Mature. To access all of our content and interact with us, please visit our website, SoberNotMature.com. Thank you again for listening, and we will talk to you soon.